Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, the host to Reflect the Life You Want. I'm especially excited today to have my friend Matt Mylot as guest, but he's also a member of the Signal Fire Media team that produces this podcast. So it's super exciting to have you on the show. It's super exciting to be here. I mean, obviously, it's funny. We're in the Signal Fire studios, <laughs> but I'm sitting as a guest on the other side of the table. Um, no, but it meant a lot to me when, you know, you invited me on as a yeah. guest. So, um, Well, I was first a guest on your and Rob Renz's show on Signal Fire Media early this year before yep. we started this Reflect the Life You Want. You were by. like a pioneer guest. <laughs> I mean, you were like, I think, in the first five. I was, I was early, an early adopter. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, you and I, um, I think we first, we were trying to figure out, we first met at a networking event here in Wilmington, maybe through Bunker Labs a few years back. Yeah. And I, I got, I felt like I got involved with all those networking groups right around the same time, like probably 2016, yeah. which would make sense because that's when I started grad school. That's also when I started working at the university. So my, at that time it was ideal for me to grow my network. Um, but yeah, I think it was at either PCYP or... Yeah, Port City Young Professionals. Well, it's ironic now, and, and I'm, I'm going to let you give a little background of who you are and how you got here and what you're doing, but so some of the ironies that are here right now, they're present, okay, through intentionality. We talked a lot about intentionality when I was a guest on your show with you and Rob. Yeah, I, and I may have even been in the title. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So it was like I was intentional about cultivating this relationship with Rob. So I got him, I, I had a dinner with he and his wife and uh, my co-author, Maria Spears, earlier in the year, and I had told Rob, I'm going to be intentional about cultivating this relationship with you. And we had a lot of fun joking around around these note cards I'd prepared for that dinner with uh, Jenna and Rob that night. Now you guys, Signal Fire Media, are co-located in our title realty partner's real estate office. I I know all those elements you just mentioned, but I didn't tie them all together. <laughs> and it is kind of funny the uh, how it's progressed. Um, it's it's been very cool, and uh, you know I'll be honest in my network and my group of friends, like in our area. Yeah. Um, I've I've always once we started like really connecting. I've I've always held you in my my closer circle, obviously along with Rob. Um, but it is pretty cool to look at the journey over the last few years. How now we're we're sharing a workspace, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's other things. So, and then another thing I was thinking about was okay. So, Rob, I had identified the five people, and we talked about this, I think, on the show, maybe or maybe one of my shows, where I was intentional about identifying the top five people I was really going to focus on cultivating relationship with, and that's this idea from Jim Rohn. You know, this idea that we're the average of the five people. And I, I, I don't know if I first heard that through the man school course or something else. One of the other five was Jenna Curry. So she's the founder of Port City Young Professionals. You and I know Love her. Jenna. Through, yeah, Je she's Jenna's, a, she's an anomaly. She's beautiful. She's outgoing. She's fun and incredibly um, gifted when it comes to running businesses. Yeah, multiple businesses. She is now part of my title, Realty Partner Real Estate Team. <laughs> 
So here we are, two of those five people. I was very intentional about cultivating a deeper relationship and to just look at all the different synergies that are happening now. It's just really, really cool. I hear a tattoo down there. <laughs> you hear a tattoo. I, I don't have any tattoos. I don't know. It could be like the sublime tattoo on your the back, but it just says intentionality. Uh, intentionality, yeah. <laughs> well, the other, the other, the third person is Maria Smears, my co-author of the Mirror Book Project. This podcast, The Reflect the Life You Want, is the theme of the book, the mirror and here we are talking about all kinds of cool stuff and then the other two people uh bill schneiders my master coach in the man school we're going to talk a little bit about that in this podcast and i've never gotten to uh like live interact with him yeah. via zoom so i still haven't met bill but um i dig his story yeah um i dig the fact that he's a lifelong californian like me and decided to leave yeah <laughs> He's also been a guest of this podcast. He and his wife, uh, Angela Sneeders, is a strategist and mindset coach with the Woman's School, and Bill is the master coach for the Man's School. And then Ryan Donovan, who's the founder of the Man's School, he and his wife, January Donovan, founded the Woman's School, The Greatness Journey. He's been a guest on our podcast. So we're all interconnected Yeah, through what started out with... Um, you know, you and I had met through networking, and then you and Rob became really good friends, and then Rob and I connected because he was intentional about trying to cultivating a relationship with me because he sells insurance as his main hustle. I'm a real estate agent, my main hustle, and Homes for Heroes in the local community. And then he invited me to be a part of a networking organization, or excuse me, a uh, nonprofit event with suiting warriors and I know we're going to talk a lot about some different nonprofits today that you guys are involved in. And we're, you, you got one of your Chill Switch t-shirts on right yeah, now. Yeah, my Chill Switch is engaged. <laughs> engaged. So we want to make sure and talk about that and all the stuff you guys got going on that we can be supportive of. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, why don't we start where I normally like to start is just some background, some history of who is Matt? You know, what's your kind of professional background, your personal background? How did you get to where you are right now? Um, my, what's my professional background? It's a myriad of different colors. Yeah. Uh, I'm 40 years old, and I feel like I've lived like through five or six like lifelong careers. Yeah. And I have. <clears throat> um, born and raised in the Bay Area, uh, in California. Um, I got an older sister that's a year older than me, Katie, and my younger brother, who's four years younger, but uh, we have been close my entire life. I've met your sister. Yes. And your younger brother has met my son. Correct. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Clayton, uh, Clayton is Tim's youngest son, and uh, my younger brother, Tommy, um, they both live in Long Beach. Yeah. And uh, when I started the man school, I met him virtually on one of our yeah. calls, and I was like, dude, you need to get up with my brother. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, uh, joined the Marine Corps in uh, January of 2000 and um, really spent the next eight years of my life uh, in my my Marine Corps career, which also included um, college kind of like sprinkled through it. Um, I was reconnaissance Marine, um, had the benefit of or I'm sorry, not the benefit, but I, I had. I don't know. I had the opportunity to experience invading two different countries in yeah. my career yeah. um, with amazing experiences in, in both. And um, it it really, really steered the rest of my life from there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, obviously you're a veteran. You know how impactful that is and how mm -hmm. it really like starts um, galvanizing who, you know, you are. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and through my experiences, 
you know, in my military time, the relationships that I developed there, um, after, after I left the Marine Corps in 2008, um, it was a point in my life where I really started looking at how valuable my relationships were. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point I'm, you know, newly separated from the Marine Corps. I'm, I'm back in the civilian sector and terrified, which I never, ever would have imagined mm-hmm. when I leave the military, I'm going to be I, like, you think you're going to be served on a silver platter, <laughs> you know? Um, so I very quickly realized how much I value relationships. And yeah. obviously it started with my Marine brothers. Um, but, you know, then I started being very deliberate about it um, in every aspect of my life. Uh, you know, then I spent um, about seven years in law enforcement in, in California, uh, in the Sacramento area. Um, at that time, that you know, that started in 2009. Um, so my youngest daughter... Um, hadn't been born yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forgive me. I got married to my wife Sarah. <laughs> <I say> Sarah. <laughs> okay, let's. Yeah. So we got married in 2004. So we were dating. She was in a nursing school up in Virginia. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps. Her brother Aaron, who's a very very close friend of mine, still. Um, he was like, dude, I'm going home this weekend up in Virginia, and I didn't have a car at the time because I was I was gone a lot, like yeah. training, but also deployment. Um, and I was dating a girl at the time up in Charlottesville. And so he was like, well, dude, I live right there. So right, you know, right up with me. So I went up there <clears throat> and we were planning on breaking up that weekend. It was kind of strange, <laughs> but, um, but it was, you know, it was a totally cool thing and amicable and everything. But at the end of the weekend, um, you know, I say goodbye to Rachel and my Your brother, former girlfriend. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and then yeah. Aaron's like, I got to swing by the house. Well, my wife was still living with their parents because she's, yeah. you know, in college. And I met her and well, I walked inside the house and I was just like, <laughs> you, you know. Um, you didn't tell me you had <laughs> such a wonderful sister. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we, we fall in love, get married in 2004. Um, and then in 2008, Right before I, you know, permanently separate from the Marine Corps, uh, my young, my oldest daughter Ryan's born. Mm. So we moved back to California. Um, I go in my law enforcement career. I loved being a cop. Um, I was really good at it, um, but it, the lifestyle that I was developing because the effects, I should say, the effects of my job, mm-hmm. and started steering me to develop bad habits. Um, mm-hmm. My drinking got out of control. Um, and really my, my drinking was out of control because <clears throat> I was just trying to shut my brain off. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even really like a, I want to be like today. I, I feel like I f- have a fairly healthy relationship with alcohol, but mm-hmm. then I wanted my brain to stop operating because I'd never stopped thinking about reviewing everything that happened the day before or the night before. Right. Did I document everything? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Is this guy going to sue me? I shouldn't have pointed my gun at, you know, this kid. Um, anyway, so. Fast forward to 2014, um, I had been a SWAT operator at that point for about three years and uh, really being on the team as much as I loved it. Um, and by the way, it's nowhere near as flashy as anybody imagines. I mean, yeah. it's um, – but it was a great experience. And we, ha- we had a great team, very tactically proficient. Um, but it got to the point where my marriage had completely almost fallen apart. Mm. My youngest daughter had been born, Reagan. She was born in 2012. So in spring of 2014, my wife basically gave me an ultimatum saying, hey, I'm moving back with the girls to North Carolina because we lived in Wilmington, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can come with me or we can get divorced. Mm. And it was just, 
it was insane. And I never could have imagined walking away from a, a law enforcement career on the West Coast because I, I will say the one thing, maybe one of two things that the West Coast does right is they take care of their first responders. I mean, it's a very lucrative career. Yeah. Um, so I never thought I would walk away from it. And like overnight when she told me that, I was like, okay, well, writing's on the wall. And I really saw... I felt like I was going to become a statistic if I stayed in law enforcement. So right. I do an entire career, completely lose my family. You know, I'm a drunk. Um, and, you know, at 52 years old, I either have a heart attack or I take my own life, mm. which unfortunately is a very, very um, mm. strong statistic in law enforcement. So we moved back here. And um, so we got Ryan and Reagan. Uh, and um, I was in healthcare sales for a couple of years and absolutely hated that. Oh my gosh. Had like emotional break. It seriously, yeah. I had two emotional breakdowns, never had an emotional breakdown in my life. Yeah. And in those two years of working, um, in healthcare sales, it was, Oh, it was gnarly. Um, and then I had always wanted to get my MBA. So we're back in Wilmington, my alma mater, UNCW. So, um, I walked away from my healthcare career and just started going, started the MBA program full-time at the Cameron school of business. And immediately this opportunity opened up for me to work at the executive education center at this, uh, the Swain center for executive education, uh, mm -hmm. doing business development. So essentially what I was doing was I was working with the business school faculty to develop, uh, leadership development programs that I would turn around and sell to companies. You right. know, so New Hanover regional was one of our clients. Um, and that, you know, it started in 2016 and, uh, and then I stayed there for five years. So simultaneously about two years ago, I mean, Rob, and um, I was pretty active on LinkedIn, fairly active on LinkedIn, um, and got connected with him because while Rob does one of the things he does really well is, yeah. you know, pushing social media, uh, you know, and the thing that immediately connected me with him was he's a Marine veteran. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he's beautiful and he's got that, he's got that flowy, <laughs> he's got flowing, like flowing Grecian hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we meet for a beer one day and we instantly connect. We're just yeah. like, this is an instant bromance. Um, and then that, that relationship really started like developing. I mean, it was, I felt like we had so many things that were catalyzing like our connection. Um, and you know, so t two years forward, which is today, Rob's one of my best friends and business partner. Yeah. Um, so a couple of months into me knowing him, he's like, dude, I find ourselves having a conversation about our transition experience from leaving the military to the civilian side. Mm. We're talking about the different aspects of it and just everything that goes with that. And what he's like, we should start a radio show. And I was like, what? what do you mean a radio <laughs> show? He's like, yeah, where we talk about, we talk every aspect about, you know, having served in the military and what that transition looks like or should look like yeah. and sharing our best practices or our greatest misfalls along with our guests sharing you know, mm -hmm. their aspects. So I was like, okay, yeah, dude. I mean, you have a killer personality and I feel like I have a pretty good one. So yeah, let's do it. And uh, at around the same time, we were getting really close with Evan, Evan Anderson, who's our third brother in Signal Fire Radio. So we start, you know, airing this radio show uh, once a month um, on 106.7 FM, the big talker, yeah. the big talker here in Wilmington, uh, which is a great radio station. Um, you know, they play Hannity and uh, Mike Gallagher and Dave Ramsey and Signal Fire Radio. Yeah. Um, so to push the listenership of Signal Fire. We were like, all right, we got to put together some sort of marketing plan so that, you know, we can be as efficient as possible to, to gain momentum with this conversation. Because it's not just about having the conversation. It's, it's, it's much, much bigger than that. Oh, yeah. We want to have impact. Yeah. We want to have impact 
with and veterans. You're, help, you're helping people that are your guests too with growing their business. Well, and and and, and vi- I mean vice versa. Yeah. I mean most of the people that we have on our show have businesses that are far beyond single file, <laughs> uh, which we love. And that's well, here we are. You're right, right, all exactly. Right, <laughs> with a guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, so we started. Rep- so we replicated Rob's marketing model that he used to grow his state farm agency so fast. They've mm-hmm. owned his practice for less than two years. And in that two years, he's made it into the top, I think, 150 insurance agents out of 20,000 plus in the country. That says something. Yeah. So we took his very simple but strategic marketing model and we applied it to pushing the, you know, pushing the radio show. Mm-hmm. So what is that? We were doing podcasting, YouTube channel videos, and the soundbite videos, which are short, you know, very 60, 90 second videos that we push on social platforms. Mm-hmm. And people instantly started reaching out to us saying, hey, dude. We want to do podcasts. We, you yeah. know, we, we want to do YouTube channels. We don't have the interest in investing in the infrastructure, knowledge, talent, mm-hmm. and then obviously time, which is what I've learned most is post-production. It takes way more time than anything else. Yeah. So we're like, dude, like they're saying they'll pay money for us to do this. So we're like, okay, well, yeah, let's do it. So we, uh, and again, um, I, I have to give Rob a shout out 100% because he's always had the vision for yeah. these different ideas. Big ideas. Yeah. And I'm not really a big idea guy. I'm a, <laughs> I don't know what I am. I'm just not a big <laughs> idea guy. But um, so, you know, Rob came up with the radio show podcast concept, and then he was really kind of like the the infancy of of the ignition for Signal Fire. Right. Signal Fire Media. Um, so while Signal Fire Media is uh, gaining momentum over the last year, I had become increasingly uh, disenchanted with my role at the university. Mm-hmm. I loved my job before the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened, and I was told I couldn't meet with people in person, which I felt like has always hard, been my bread hard and butter. for you, yeah. Yeah. Your personality. I, Very yeah, engaging. It, but there's a huge disconnect for me personally when I'm on a virtual call. Oh, yeah. Like, really. Absolutely. So... Um, for about the first year of since COVID started, I di- I wasn't really conscious of the fact that of how unhappy I was at the mm-hmm. university, and then I can't, I can't remember what something I, I was part of a conversation that basically just turned the light bulb on in, in my head, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am I hate my life right now. I mean, obviously because I'm not around anybody, um, but. Look what happened over what's happened over the last couple of years. You have you have all the the social movements going in, I don't know, five different directions, and because of public perception, the UNC system decided to take certain approaches on all these different topics. Mm-hmm. Well, I did not agree with a lot of the stances and postures that the UNC taking, system was taking, yeah. and I found I I realized about the end of last winter, early early spring, I was like. I am I'm increasingly putting a mask on my face being sensitive to what I'm talking about or, mm-hmm. or how I'm saying something and uh, I'll, I'll be honest the the straw that broke the camel's back was um, when the university was basically give, giving me an order to uh, to make a certain addition onto my email signature and I completely I was like no I'm not doing that I don't morally agree with it and no I'm not mm-hmm. doing that um, and signal fire was gaining momentum so you know, the beginning of this last summer, I I was the first um, full-time member of Signal Fire Media, and um, now we're sitting in our actual Signal Fire studio yeah, really on the cool. same on the same floor as uh, your 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 Title real Realty Partners, practice. yeah, with the EXP Realty, yeah. And you know, it's interesting. 
kind of that sequence too in the timeline around how you and I connected more deeply with the man school. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about that one separate. Yeah. Um, do you want me to just talk about it, or do you want? Well, I'm just go go for it, or 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 keep going with where you were going. But I was just thinking how the time, the timeline of when you were making that transition. Yeah. Because I want to tie back to the reflect acrostic, but I also wanted to tie into some other stuff. Yeah. Um, so our relationship was building um, because of our mutual connection with Rob. Yeah. Uh, what, a, I'd say a year and a half ago. Yeah. And then we really, I felt like, connected for the first time when we were at the McKinley's house. Um, yes. For the, uh, the the celebration party for the Suiting Warriors event that yeah. you... Star McKinley was the founder of Suiting Warriors and her husband... Chris McKinley, former Navy SEAL, now works with Rob's wife, Jenna, and, and, and my wife, wife, Sarah, now. <laughs> More Trinity, Trinity Wellness uh, in, here in Leland, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is kind of ridiculous how everything's it's, yeah. getting it's interwoven. Like, yeah. The intentionality of these different relationships <laughs> yeah. and what, what fruit is coming from it. It's working, Peter. <laughs> um, so you approached me, or no, the first time I heard anything about what you were doing outside of your full-time job. Yeah. Um, you, we were somewhere and you were talking, I heard you talking about the man school. Maybe it was VBC, but might, I think. Might have been, or, or it might have been. PCYP. Uh, PCYP, or it might have been we were on the podcast together. Yeah. I remember, that's when oh, we really you know started getting Yeah, that's it. a good point. Um, and, you know, the first time I heard the man school, I was like, uh, <laughs> what does this mean? Um, uh, and I, for, I forgot to mention. So at the beginning of 2019, I kind of had like my third emotional breakdown. I don't, it wasn't even super emotional, but January 2019, I realized certain things about myself. And mm-hmm. the, the the thing that triggered this time for me to make a, a change was one of my friends asked me, what's what's your vision for your life? Mm. And I, Or was it a vision that he said? It was like, you know, what's, what, where do you see yourself in 60 years? Like, what's, you know, what's your dream? What's your plan? Yeah. And I was like, and my response is, I, I don't have one. I mean, to, I'll, I'll deal with tomorrow when it gets here. And I, I don't mean that in the literal sense, but like, I'm not worried about 20 years from now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Financially. Yeah. And I'm, I, I've done investments since I was a teenager. Shout out to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't, you know, they they were like, what's, what's, what's your, what's your dream and your vision for your relationship with your wife, with Sarah? Yeah. What's your vision for, your relationship with your daughters. And I was like, that we're healthy, <laughs> that what we're alive, we're healthy, uh, we love each other, and everybody's successful and independent. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking to a couple of my very close friends, and they had very vivid visions for their family. And and a couple of them were fairly younger than me. So it was it was humbling, which I I have probably more humbling experiences in my life than most people. <laughs> um we learn from those experiences. Yeah. So I decided I need to make a change. Well, one of my friends recommended, hey, dude, um, meet with this guy. He, he And I found out he was going to my church. Um, so Reed Wilson steps into my life, and he's a guy that had just recently retired from a career at Yale, not university, Yale. Um, Locks. And access Solutions. Yeah. yeah. Very successful salesman mm-hmm. with Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I meet him, and we start meeting once a month, and we start going through some book studies. Um, and I think I, I may have shared one with you, but the first yeah. one we went through was, or wasn't the first, but the most impactful was The uh, Good and Beautiful God. Mm-hmm. Um, really impactful book for me. 
And so we started meeting once a month back in January of 2019, and um, we actually just kind of stopped. We, we had an agreement like, <laughs> congratulations, Matt, you've crossed the threshold. <laughs> you graduated. Yeah. So we went through a bunch of men's studies, and and I, I, I told him this several times since we've started our relationship that um, he's he's probably one of the most impactful people in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, cause I, my parents divorced when I was three and my sister was four. Mm. Um, so, you know, we went through everything that goes with that. Uh, so as I was working with him, I was starting to realize things about myself, um, my, my self-worth, which I never could have imagined in a million years that self-worth would be an issue for me and not even an issue, but it was like, it was central to one of my biggest struggles. Yeah. My self-worth was like in the ground. Mm-hmm. So through my relationship with Reed, I started realizing changes I needed to make in my life. Um, but a lot of the changes were in, just in here. Yeah. Our minds. Right. So that was January 2019. Uh, November, December of 20, I had heard about the man school because you'd been on, you know, you'd been on Signal Fire Radio. And... You sent me a text or called me, and you're like, hey, I just I want you to think about it. And I was like, oh, Lord of mercy, Tim. <laughs> and, then, um, and then you said, well, hey, I mean, it, no, no, harm feeling, or no hard feelings either way, but uh, I'm, I'm having a um, – we had a call, and it was basically like, a, um, like getting a sample for what the man school yeah, could look like or like would look like. an introductory webinar. Yeah, yeah, and you invite – you said, hey, just check it out. But before you do – it's, you know, it's tomorrow at like lunch, take this survey. And you sent me a link to a survey, the man school survey, and it assesses seven, eight, eight, eight? different areas Sorry. of the arena of life. Hope, yeah. hope Bill's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. Uh, so I, I, I took it and, um, being in executive education for, for about five years, I learned a lot about, um, you know, the, the different assessment tools like MBTI, Myers Briggs, yeah. um, all those, and I Disc, took them all, and yeah, I yeah, disc, yeah, yeah. and I learned how they functioned and mm-hmm. and what angle they took as far as like identifying, you know, who this person is. And I was really impressed with the questions that were asked and how it made my brain think. Like it was exposing things that I had never really looked at from that perspective. Yeah, and I took the I took it, and the results <laughs> again. I was like, holy cow. And my lowest score, I think, was a two, and it was the uh, self-image. Self-worth, yeah. Self-image. Or self, yeah, yeah. self-worth. Um, which, it's really embarrassing for me to say. I mean, you know, I consider myself, um, you know, being a reconnaissance Marine, that's, you know, special operations. I was on the SWAT team. Like, I feel like I'm a guy, you know, and I, I've, I've never been one really for fear. Um, I've definitely been scared. Mm-hmm. Combat is the worst place to be, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I've always—I I, mean—I've always really been comfortable in in the face of danger. Um, you know, I—I—I mm-hmm. I, I love skydiving. I've been skydiving for years, and nothing about it is scary to me used at all. To, used to do a little bit myself. Back yeah, in the day. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to do it on the civilian side, so you can just <laughs> jump with like tank and like you know board uh, shorts on. Yeah. Um, but again. I, I, you know, I identify that self worth self and and anyways, so that lights a fire in my mind. And then I attend the the webinar the next day and I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like there's something here. 
and that was, and then we started, I believe, Jan- December, February, or G- February of, uh, it's like the first Thursday of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then started my journey with the man school. Well, you know, I think when I did took the quiz and I first started going through it too, that, that was one of the lowest areas for me too, was, you know, this one of the areas I really started focusing on was what is my self-worth, my self-image and yeah, I've had a lot of success in different things too, but you know, what's going on between the temples in, in our own minds and how we see ourselves sometimes, we struggle silently, but everybody around us is impacted by that. So um, I just remember you and I have some initial conversations. I just had a sense that, man, this could be really powerful for you. I and just, it was. I was like, this could really be, I could just sense that you were at a place where you really needed something to dig into. And I just had a sense this could really be helpful. Yeah, um, it, 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 it was. And, and really, you know, it started with, again, highlighting inside myself that I was lacking considerably in my self-worth and self-image. Um, but, you know, the, the journey of the man school and being deliberate about so many different aspects of our daily routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that was one of the greatest things that I identified going through the program was the fact that a routine is a huge, one of my greatest obstacles, negatively affecting my life in every direction. Yeah. So I identified that as one of the most valuable things that I need to address. And I mean, the man school was a very strong catalyst in, in that happening. Well, it was interesting when, when you, you and I and Rob were on the Signal Fire Media podcast together, we talked a lot about intentionality and consistency. And I attributed what I had learned a lot from my collaboration with my co-author in the, the Mirror Book Project, Maria Spears, because she's very, very good at that stuff. Who's awesome, by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm very jealous. I haven't met her in person, <laughs> but she, she is an incredible yeah. woman. She's been on the, the Reflect the Life You Want podcast. And we just recorded a session yesterday that'll be coming out with her co co-host of the Girl Water Your Grass podcast, which is not part of your guys' program, but she's, uh, I'm sure they'll be back. But um, yeah, so it was the impact of that, the intentionality and consistency, I was sensing, I was getting the benefit of that just by watching how effective she was and what she was learning through the woman's school. And then when I got involved with the man's school, it's like, oh, now some of the stuff starts to make sense. So she had already gone through the women's school before yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. So we had met. She had just finished going through the women's school. She'd just become a uh, strategic uh, mindset coach at that time frame when we first started working, collaborating on the book project. So you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, that. And what I think is beautiful about the quiz that we do, the man school, it's not like some specific thing. It's like you're evaluating yourself relative to some questions that you just it just kind of tees up. How do you see yourself relative to these ideals? Right. It's like the friend of yours that asked you, you know, what's your vision for what do you want to be as a husband? You know, so in that, you know, the eight areas of the arena of life, you know, one of them is intimacy, like your relationship with you and Sarah, your family life, your relationship with Reagan and Ryan, you know, our self-worth, our self-image. Those are, you know, very, very, very important. But it's kind of we have these these questions that are thrown out there and it's, it's, it's not like there's this perfect thing that I'm trying to be. It's more about who, who is the man I want to become? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be? Because if I'm working on showing up, being a better version of myself every day, I'm going to have a different kind of impact. And we talk a lot about this idea of contribution. And now that you're stepping into this different role, the VP of ignition for signal fire media back in this business development, for me, it's like, this is kind of Matt's natural 
giftings and talents and stuff in it. It's like, because you're so engaging with people, it's like, okay, you can work on developing greater skill sets, but the core thing of being able to engage effectively with people, I can't teach that. Right. You got to have that innately right. within you, and it's got to be motivating to you to want to go do it. Yeah. Um, and having not consciously really spent most of my life thinking about it, I've spent most of my entire life, day-to-day routine, just doing the best with everything that I'm touching, mm-hmm. totally disconnected from how is Matt doing, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind. Well, that's one and, of the key concepts we, we talk about in the man school is to think about what we're thinking about. And right. take captive those right. thoughts. And, and the man school had is central to, like, what I'm explaining, but... Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and something hit me one day, and it was so fundamental. And so, again, it's kind of embarrassing, but um, it was like you not taking care of yourself to take care of everybody else yes. is like taking care of your entire body but not taking care of your heart. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't I eat fatty foods or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's like if that heart stops, nothing else matters. That's right. And so I started – Grow. I think Bill was talking about that in the health lesson of yeah. the man's school. Yeah. I think that was kind of central to theme of that lesson. Yeah, it was. Um, and I very quickly started learning how being deliberate about taking care of me, which quite honestly was having a routine and being consistent with it mm-hmm. and sticking to it, um, that has had the greatest impact. And I find that, okay, so... I'm making this deliberate effort with Matt and my routine and doing the, you know, staying on it. And then it starts trickling down and starts positively affecting these different primary avenues of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, that's the beauty of it is the kind of the compounding effect of that and just that consistency and the intentionality. And it's like for me, working on my health and improving my health has had a huge impact on my self image. And my self-worth and my self-confidence. Right. So as I'm looking in the mirror every morning and I'm feeling more fit, I'm feeling better about myself, I'm showing up differently with more confidence in everybody I'm interacting with. And you cannot help but be a different version of yourself as you work on improving what's going on inside your mind and you show up differently. You impact. I remember having a conversation when you first starting to make a shift in the man school journey and how it was affecting you and Sarah yeah, as husband and wife. Yeah. And at first it was like, it was awkward because it was like you were starting to show up different. Yeah, <laughs> 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I, she's the one that mentioned it. I, it's not something that I was like I walking away from situations saying, patting myself on the back. I, I wasn't even thinking about it. And um, probably about a m- month, month and a half into the program, um, I can't remember what the conversation was, but she made a comment, and I was like, really? And then when I heard that, that was like, that exacerbated my drive. I was like, yes! <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. So that, you know, that that helped me. She like, was just... validating for you something that you were working on, and you were showing up in a better way. Correct, correct. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> it wasn't like I flipped this switch, and it's just like, oh, Matt's nah. just this great guy. I mean, I have my, I have my hourly struggles. Um, and I have a, I mean, you know me, I have a pretty, um, flamboyant personality (laughs) and that can, that can be negative at times. So, well, tying back some of the stuff, the man school back to the reflect the life you want 
ahead of the show, we'd talked about, you know, what within the acrostic reflect might be one or two uh, themes that especially resonated with you. And, and you came back with the R chapter and the L chapter. And the R stands for recognize the power to change. And you've, you've talked about already yeah. a lot of change that you've experienced in life. And then a lot of more, you've had a significant amount of change in the last year, uh, you know, beginning the man school process, leaving UNCW, becoming a key leader in the face for Signal Fire Media out in the community business development role. And the other one you touched upon was this concept of love yourself and let others know you. And curiously enough, it, l- looking at what I've shared with, with you, um, the two are kind of interconnected in my experience. Because loving myself is was the product of recognizing change needs to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the, the beginning of that was the, the self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny, as soon as I, I really started thinking about that, I saw, so, it was like the power was on and I could see er- so many different parts of my life that that played a role in mm-hmm. my, just my self-worth. Yeah. I mean, from relationships to things I've done to where I've spent my money, I just, and that was such an incredible thing, too. Well, what I was thinking about, the question the friend asked a couple of years ago, we go through that in the man school process. Mm-hmm. We start with crystallizing your dream. It's like, what are those really big dreams that you have for your life? You know, what is your unique calling and purpose? What are the gifts and the talents that have been placed within you that are meant to be shared with the world? You know, and then starting to dream that out. And like you and Sarah starting to dream that out. What's that look like? And then what kind of goals? And, and it, was, it was just beautiful, the kind of the parallels of you're going through and the challenges that you were facing in life, the timing of this when the man school yes. process started totally. was perfect. Totally. And I sensed that when we were, I remember we were on the, I was just like, man, I just to myself, I'm like, man, Matt could really better. I just, just I hope he says yes. <laughs> and he goes all in for it. Um, and that means a lot to me very much. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that it, you know, had the impact on me that it did to, to pull the trigger. Um, well, what about recognizing the power to change or loving yourself and letting, you know, what is it that you've especially learned? You, you talked about how those two things coming together prompted you to start to make some of the changes, love yourself more, make those changes, and your self-worth is improving. Is there anything else, like, specifically that you might share with someone else who's listening. Maybe another guy that, you know, you're being incredibly authentic and incredibly vulnerable for our listeners right now. You know, you're a former Force Recon Marine. I'm a former Airborne Ranger. You know, we're talking about we both have struggled with this issue of our self-worth in our lives. Right. It's like, it's it's okay. You know, we're men, we struggle just like other people struggle, even though we may have these experiences and we're rough and tough and SWAT officer. Right. But, you know, behind this facade and what's going inside of our minds sometimes can be very challenging. And we need, we need help. We need to be willing to say, hey, I need some risk, just like you did with Reed. You know, he kind of became a mentor for you for a couple of years. Oh, amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. So we need, we need this camaraderie. And I think that's one of the beautiful things I see, um, like with Rob and Chase Roth with Veterans Business Collective and some of the other guys that we have these synergies with is there's this camaraderie, you know, there's just kind of this unspoken brotherhood of arms. You know, I'm a totally different generation in the military. You know, I left active duty before the fall of the Soviet Union. 
right? Right. You guys are post 9-11, you know, you were out there multiple deployments. But it's like there's still this, I don't know, there's something about it, you know, that being that 1% and this it's just a different kind of mindset. It, it is. And, you know, for the first couple of weeks that I was working through the man school, how many times do you hear rewire, rewire. how you think, yeah. rewire, rewire your brain? And I've always kind of despised of that terminology because I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've spent most of my life believing that there's certain things you just can't freaking change. <laughs> and I mean, obviously there are, I mean, yeah. I can't change the fact that I'm Irish American. Yeah. Um, but I just had a brain fart. Where was I going with that? So you were talking about rewiring and oh, that's one, right. one thing that came to mind for me is that, so I'm a big fan of Dr. Caroline Leaf and I've been through a process and she talks about neuroplasticity and rewiring. So a lot of the man school material kind of comes from people like her that influenced the material. But it's this idea that, you know, it takes at least 21 days in a row of doing the same thing to develop a new habit. And part of that is just physiologically the neural pathway in our brains rewiring it. So we, we're literally physically changing within our minds, in our brains, the physical structure of our brain by focusing on something. So you talked about the intentionality and consistency of some things from a routine standpoint. It takes time for that to develop. But once it does, and it's like for me, I talk about, it's like when you and I were in the military, it's like once we take this ground, we don't want to give it back. Right. So once I've taken captive that thought in my mind and I've renewed my mind and I've hold that ground with that view that's stronger than it was before. I don't want to give that ground back. Right. But then I want to go start to build upon that. And that's where I think the self-worth, the self-image, and the mindset, as we grow, we say, okay, I got this one. I've made this progress. I've made this shift in my mindset that I can go take on something else. And that's one of the things in the man school. We, we develop, we work on that mind management, and then we work on s- developing skills to enhance that baseline of our mind management. Right. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> but going back to despising rewiring brain, um, yeah. I I experienced it, yeah. you know. And being where I'm at now, it's I'm an advocate for the man school um, as as much as I can be, not an official role. Um, yeah. But you know, I have some fairly close, very close friends that are currently going through you know yeah. one or two year cohorts. Yeah, and uh, I just love watching the impact you know exponentially grow. Yeah, and it's it's been beautiful to see some of those guys that we know, and then like having a conversation with one of their wives. And yep. she was talking about the changes he was making. It's like, oh, this is so cool. It's so cool to hear her kind of give a testimony to see he's stepping out, he's making changes just like you did with Sarah, and she gave you that feedback. It's like, oh, here's this very powerful testimony. Here's this wife that's being affected by this man making changes in his life, being more intentional about how he's showing up, what kind of husband he's being, what kind of father he's being. Right. It just has the contribution, the legacy that'll be created is really cool. Yep. And now I, I have a greater vision for, you know, the tomorrow for yeah. my girls <laughs> and my family. Yeah, I was thinking about that Tom Cruise movie. It's like, you know, it's like he's refighting the same battle over and over and over again before he, whatever, develops this capacity to... Uh, Go on I'm live, a poor I'm a day. poor movie guy. I, uh, I don't watch a lot of movies, but it sounds amazing. I probably <laughs> would have enjoyed it. 
Well, I always like to ask two questions of every guest, and so I'm going to ask you those two questions. And the first one is, is within the reflect acrostic, you know, it's like, what are you, Matt, now? You've had the benefit of going through the man school. You've had these other experiences that have led you to make changes in your life. What is it that you're working on right now to reflect more of the life that you want to live? Um, so go, going back to what we've already talked about, um, initially recognizing that I need to make a change, and that's in my consistency, so mm-hmm. my, my, my daily routine. Um, as fundamental as getting up at a particular time every single day and being sure to retire and physically be in bed mm-hmm. in the quiet dark at by a certain amount of time. Um, th- that that's probably the most, um, obvious and probably the biggest thing that I'm actively executing every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it's so simple, but it, it was so impactful. So powerful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then simultaneous to that, um, one of the things that I learned at, through my journey in the man school was um, being intentional, but being the intentionality with my daughters. Yeah. I've I've always been hardcore girl dad. I'm with them all the time. If they're near, you know, if if I'm in their presence, I want to be like I want them sitting in my lap or I'm holding them. But. Uh, I wasn't being intentional about how they're developing, how they're growing, like, mm-hmm. you know, educating them and helping them learn and teaching them and sharing my life, my heart with them. Mm-hmm. And I have found myself taking, um, just totally taking not every moment, but so many more moments captive. And, you know, it's like, Oh, we have a five minute drive, you know, as I'm taking you to school, what are we doing? Is yeah. she on her phone? And am I listening to the radio? And that's actually one of the changes that I absolutely have decided to make is when we, when we get in the car, Ryan has a cell phone because she's 13. Yeah. Reagan doesn't, but, um, I'm deliberate radio's off. Nobody's on a device and we're talking. That's cool. And we're talking about, you know, how, you know, how's your ass? Like what's going on today? Well, what are you doing, daddy? And I, you know, I share what I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, those two things are the changes that I'm currently being deliberate about that have been hugely impactful. Yeah. And I just imagine that that impact that that's going to have long term with Reagan and Ryan is going to be huge. That time that I hope so. Dad. I hope so. Yeah, especially <laughs> as they get older. Yeah, cool. Well, so then the second question I always like to ask is if you know you've got a lot of life wisdom, a lot of life experience now, and if there's like one thing that you would want to impart to others that may be listening today or someone else that you might encounter is like. What would be that one thing that you would encourage others to go do to reflect more the life that they want to live? I have a lot of different answers, but I would say making an effort and a decision to invest in yourself. Mm. And I don't mean, you know, having liposuction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean developing who you are in your mind and in your heart. Yeah. And connecting with that and becoming intimately connected with that and then allowing that to dictate your posture in every element of your life, yeah. um, which is a different way of looking at what I went through. Um, mm-hmm. But and I've gone through, you know, 40 years old. And w- one thing that everybody that knows me knows is that I hate reading. I hate <laughs> reading. And I'm surrounded. I, I'm very intentional about surrounding myself with people that I respect, um, have a lot of yeah, a lot of respect for, and they're successful and, um, and they all have always read. And so I've, and I see that alone as investing in yourself. Oh yeah. 
And so that's always stood out to me. And then I realized that I have not done anything in 40 years to like grow who I am. I mean, I, you know, I go to church and I'm part of these groups and stuff where we all support each other and love each other, but, um, exclusively focused on, on Mm -hmm. developing yourself Mm -hmm. would be absolutely the number one, number one. Well, you made a choice to do that earlier this year, invested in going through the great man's legacy of the man school. It's made significant impact on your life. And I'm sure it's made an impact on your relationship with Sarah and your daughters. And now look at you, VP of ignition for signal fire media. And you're going out there, you guys are developing business, getting other people such as myself that want to take advantage of this platform to uh, help grow their business or differentiate their business or speak about something. And it's just so cool and exciting to watch. It is. It's it's a blessing to have you around all the time, to get to know you better, and just to be a friend. And I've just been honored to have you on the journey along with me going through because I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm trying to grow every day. I know, and you've always done a really good job of sharing that. And, I mean, that sharing your experiences, you know, me sharing my experiences, I mean, there's so much value just in that alone. Yes. Um, but I totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, it's been a distinct pleasure to have you as a guest on Reflect the Life You Want at Signal Fire Media's uh, podcast studio. So if people want to connect with you, Matt, they might want to learn more about Signal Fire Media mm-hmm. or, you know, they might want to learn more about what your experience for the man school. They might want to hear about it from a participant uh, or they might want to hear more about Veterans Business Collective or some of the cool stuff you guys got going on. Or Shooting Warriors. Shooting Warriors, yeah. whatever. What's the best way to... Get in uh, contact with you. Best way, uh, c- connect with me on LinkedIn. It's the only social platform I'm on, and I'm, but I'm pretty active in it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll connect with virtually anybody that reaches out to me that's not a bot from India. Um, <laughs> or my email, it's matt at signalfire.media, M-A-T-T at signalfire.media. And our website is signalfire.media. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the Reflect the Life You Want podcast. It's thank been you. a pleasure and just an honor to have you as a guest Thank you for all you do to help me with this process and your team that puts it together for us. And it's just been uh, a pleasure to have you on the show today. Amen. I agree, and I, I look forward to the road ahead for all. All right. So go out and live a life of greatness.